Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sandspence Radio. We like sport now. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Sean Carney. I'm Tom Reid. And I'm Joel Dushaw. Gentlemen, how good's footy? Oh, oh. <laughs> so good. Episode one, we're here, we've made it. <laughs> we're, we're here, we've arrived. Well done, boys. <laughs> All right, pack it up, that was good. Good yeah. job, <laughs> we, got, we, we answered the question, uh, the answer is fucking very. I'm really excited for the season ahead. I'm sort of at that point, being a Brisbane supporter, where I like anything's possible right now, <laughs> which I've had for the last oh, nearly 15 years. <laughs> where me and my brother get together at the start of every season and go, oh, I reckon we can play finals this year. We start going through the list and going, Oh, we've got Hodgie, we've got this guy, we've got him. Like, oh, I reckon we can take the next step. We can sneak into the eight and then we win four games. Round six? Is that usually where it falls apart for you? When you're zero and six? Yeah, but like even like and when you're zero and eight somehow. There's been a couple of years. There's one year we were zero and eleven, <laughs> and was there still a glimmer? No. Oh, there was no. Oh, there was you no give up on your team like that, Sean. I never want to give up on them, and this is actually I'm terrible at footy tips because I can't tip against them. Yeah, no same. And it's been really because you think about it, if Brisbane are winning four or five games a year out of twenty two. Given up a lot of tips. Like <laughs> And also, like, <clears throat> I just like to point out, so you neither of you boys voting like uh tip against your team. Hmm. Halfway through high school, I was like, this is the year. Essendon, my team, no good. Won that year, and it didn't feel good. Like as in like hollow victory you of won, tipping. I won, won the, tipping. the tipping competition, but I barely backed Essendon at all. Oh mate. And it, it didn't feel good. It That's... felt like I had like blood money on my hands. So the only time I've ever Gone now, you know what? I'm tipping against them. Geelong. If I can one day one. Some of my work was like, oh no, the strategy is you should always tip against them. Because yeah. then if they win, you still get a good feeling from that. And I'm like, no. No. It's fucking betrayal. Was it a game? This one that you tipped against and they yeah. won. Yeah. Was it a complete surprise? Yeah, they weren't supposed to win. It was a huge upset. It was real recent. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was it? 2017? Yep. <laughs> who'd you lose to? No, no, no. Who do we win to? Oh, sorry, sorry. Who'd you? Oh, Tom. To be honest, like I'm, oh, I'm used to having this internal debate because my team's been really bad for a decade. John finished like in the top four, didn't they? We finished second. I would never tip against my team in a year where they finished second. Never. Can I? Can I give you the circumstances around the tip? Yeah. So it was uh, towards the end of the year. 
Um, oh, was it against Sydney or something? No, we lost to Sydney. It was the week after we lost to Sydney. After that game, Joel Selwood had done his ankle. Tom Hawkins was suspended for two weeks. Oh, I know the game. And Mitch Duncan was also suspended. That was a home game and you still tipped against them. Richmond were playing really well. Oh, Tom. <laughs> it's disgusting. Um, oh, I'm really disgusted. Oh, my and, God. And I, and I tipped... Um, you tipped the yellow and black. I'm not going to lie. The week, the week before that week, I almost picked all the winners. Yeah. And I went, the only thing that stopped me is I tipped Geelong to beat Sydney, even though everyone was like, nah, Sydney are going to roll you. And they did. So, so what we have here is you care more about winning the tips than your team. Do you know what, Sean? I did. And then that happened, and I went, no, Tom, never turn your back on you, boys. <laughs> will you never tip? Will you say right now, Yep, you'll never tip against Geelong ever again? I will, on this <laughs> podcast, say, Sean, yeah. I will never yeah. tip against Geelong at home again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> bloody hell! Should we talk about a little bit about like the backstory? Like, how did this show sort of come about? So it kind of began on movie maintenance, I guess, when we did Sons of the West. Yeah, yeah. So we have another podcast. Well, Sean and I and Dusha sometimes. Yeah, I'm there occasionally. Uh, another podcast about movies called Movie Maintenance, where we we pitch ideas for movies or fix movies that suck or what have you. Um, check it out. And on that, I did an episode uh, on the greatest sporting story. Of our generation, uh, no, not Usain Bolt uh, <laughs> or or that other sumo guy. None yeah. of those guys. No, yeah. this is the um, this is the the Western Bulldogs grand final triumph from 2016. Uh, so I did a film pitch, pitched that film to you guys, and basically we had so much fun in that episode talking about footy. And weirdly, people who didn't follow football at all really enjoyed that episode <laughs> as well. Yeah, and the concept of footy that we went to our producer were like. So, can we do a footy show? And he said, sure. (laughs) Good luck. Good luck. (laughs) But even like, who are those people that tweeted you during the week? They've like designed a video game. So, I was talking to, I showed Dusha before. Um, So, these Danish guys, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to be rude. I'm not going to be rude. I'm going to get their names. I'm going to use their names because Danish bloke one and two. (laughs) That's actually their name. It's actually pronounced Blocker. Uh, so I'm going to now pronounce a man from Dan- Denmark's name yeah. appallingly with my Australian accent. So right. apologies in advance to this gentleman. His I hope name he is- fuck it up so bad that he deletes the game. <laughs> his, his first name is Thor. Well, that's a good start. That's a good start. And his second name is Fergieskov. Let me see it. Fergieskov. So, yeah, mate, it's fair effort. <laughs> if I'm if I'm mispronouncing your name, I'm really, really, really sorry. Uh, but basically, these these two Danish guys came to, came to me when that episode came out. and were like, "Hey, can we turn your pitch into a freeform RPG?" Yeah. Now, I understand some of those words. Role playing game is what I got. I understood free, <laughs> <laughs> and the word form, but not in this context. So I don't understand really what it is. I still don't understand really what it is. But they tweeted me this week uh, to let me know that who's can I? There's a picture. There's a couple of pictures. One of pictures. them is something like handsome Tom something. Yeah, Tidwell. Who's that? It's actually a photo of Tom Boyd. Uh, who's but Tidwell. I don't know. I, I'm not entirely sure. So they've got a character. I, I'm assuming the reference is is to the nickname some people have for me. Yeah, which. Because you're handsome. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> and your name's Tom. Which I'm awkward about because it's not a name you give yourself. Um, 
Oh, I wasn't calling you handsome. Thanks. I was just saying that some people, some people say, some that. people like that. Some people do. Uh, my mum, basically. Um, <laughs> and then the game is called Sakrasamen, stuck Danish for stronger together. And they're going to make an English version called Sons of the North. Um, Sons of the North. Yeah, because they're from Denmark. All right, fair north. enough, fair enough. Good. And because it's the closest North Melbourne will ever get to a fucking premiership. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what the game is. I don't know what a freeform RPG is. If the guys are listening to this episode, sh- let me know and I'll, and I'll reveal what the game is to people in the next episode. We could, but, probably, um, we could probably help them out a bit by perhaps explaining what AFL is. <laughs> we do have, um, with Sandspans, we have... Uh, pretty big listenership overseas, and presumably there's going to be some of those people listening to this show. Uh, yeah, just... I know that when I... <laughs> I'm part of Plumbing the Death Star, which is a podcast we haven't mentioned yet, so uh, I guess give that a listen too, if we're just plugging our own shows. Let's plug all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and we did a tour of the UK, and I actually had people from the UK come up to me and tell me about how much they wanted to hear this podcast, <laughs> even though they had no idea what AFL or footy was. <laughs> uh, so this is for you guys. <laughs> Hope we're doing a great job so far. So, in a word, it's the best game ever invented by a human being. No other game is as good. Uh, fuck all the other games, basically. It's, it's my favourite word. <laughs> Footy? Footy? No, no. So, what was <laughs> in a word? <laughs> yeah, in a word. Uh, imagine, imagine a lot of hyphens, a lot of hyphens, um, or, or those little clap slap emojis. So, <laughs> as long as Thor's name. Yeah, no, it's not that long actually. No, his name's his name. It's footy is the, the it's a great sport. It's fast paced, entertaining, a little bit confusing, it's very confusing. If you don't know what it is, it's like what the fuck am I watching? But to be fair, I feel that way about um, American football. Oh, definitely. That, I have that no goes idea. for five hours, and there's forty five minutes of actual fucking gameplay. Like yeah. that's a dumb football. Our football is better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my 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 one of my ex housemates was a guy from. Um, Maine, and he said that he was excited to come to Australia because of AFL. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I don't know how, but he ended up like on a YouTube channel just looking at big marks. And he's like, that's amazing. They just just jump off people's heads and catch the ball and then run away. I'm like, yeah, that is what they do. It is one of the best parts of the game. It's Everything is the best part of the game. That's there true. was actually... um. I don't know if you boys remember this, but in the it was either late nineties or early two thousands, they had famous athletes from all over the world, and they just showed them clips of the footy, <laughs> and they would then just be like, "So I can run a hundred meters this fast, but I I meant to do it while bouncing this shaped ball." <laughs> and then like American football players were like, "They're tackling that hard, but not wearing any protection," and everyone was just like blown away with like how AFL works, and it was like an ad for the AFL. Because oh, that's crazy, the tackling. Ah, the, the the sport is mental. Like, and if you want to talk about like tackling and how intense it is, the women's league, the tackling is absurd. Like, mm. it is so much more, like, the tackling is so much more aggressive in the women's comp, I feel, than even in the men's comp. You think so? Well, put it this way. This is a play for the Adelaide Crows, Ebony Marinoff, yeah. who won the Rising Star last year for the Crows team in yeah. Adelaide, who broke the all-time tackle record for men and women on the weekend when she laid, like, 22 or 23 That's tackles a fair in a game. Effort. And the record had stood for a long time. Like uh, Jude Bolton held the record for like it was like nineteen, I think, or twenty. Yeah, and it and it had been there for at least ten years that that record. Yeah. Um, and she just came along and was like, in her second season of the game, I'm going to flatten everyone. I'm going to flatten everyone. <laughs> and in an interview afterwards, she's like, well, no, you just you just keep going. I got a, I got a question <laughs> for you guys. Who do you go for when you watch the women's league? Because my team, Brisbane, have their own 
women's team, but you guys don't have your teams yet. So what do you do? Um, I usually go for players. So I, I don't, I, I don't have a team yet that I would follow. Um, yeah. with the exception of like, I don't like Freo that much. Uh, but like there are players that are, I'm like, I'm interested in you because you're, you're, you're a, you're a cool person sure. and you're a great player to watch. So there's a couple of players, uh, for GWS that I like to watch. A couple of players for Brisbane that I like to watch. Um, there's a few Geelong girls who play for the Melbourne team. Oh, yeah. Who we will definitely steal when Geelong get a team next season. <laughs> yeah. Is that coming in next year? Uh, yeah, we get one. Geelong get a, a women's team next season. Yeah. When do the Bombers? 2020, I think. Oh, really? Is that far yeah. away? Essendon and Hawthorne at 2020. I, I think. think Richmond next year as well. Yeah, so Richmond, Geelong. Uh, no, ri- uh, no uh, Richmond, Geelong, North Melbourne. Yeah. And North Melbourne. West Coast. You know how they've like they've got a lot AFL of money. AFL funded. <laughs> no, do you know? Do you know what it was? Do you know what got North Melbourne over the line? What they were like? Oh, we'll commit to footy in Tasmania. Ah, uh, fuck off! Like Hawthorne already have, <laughs> and have done it better. Did North do it first though? Uh, I think North have been there. Doesn't a bit longer matter. And the Hawks North are just shit. like, nah, we're better so, at running a business. Anyway, to to get back to what AFL is, um, it's basically like all of the good parts of rugby, all of the good parts of soccer. All the good parts of footy, uh, and none of the shit bits of other sports. Yeah, um, it's four twenty-minute quarters without without extra time. Yep, with uh, extra time. Uh, it's, it's just six, fast. Full contact. It's fast. Uh, you get six points for a goal. You get a point for so it's a high-scoring game usually. Yeah, it's just it's getting faster every year too. Uh, There's eighteen teams. Eighteen teams. The top eight make the final series. Uh, yep, the top four playoff, the bottom four playoff. Top four get a double chance. Top four get a double chance. Uh, and the fo- grand final is the greatest, is, is the, the prize. Uh, it's in It's the biggest September. sporting event in Australia. It probably is. Oh, definitely. Yeah, though. definitely. It's yeah. it's that. No, you know what it is. It, it, that what or would, the Ashes would be the only thing. That oh, no, no. It shits on the Ashes. Sorry. Cricket's down the gutter. Fair. <laughs> like, seriously. Are you talking Boxing Day? I'm saying Boxing First Day, day Boxing Ashes Day, test, yeah. Ashes Test. Um, no, nah, AFL Grand Final kills it. Probably. Definitely. AFL Grand Final. Oh, you know what? No, if you ask a New South Welshman or a Queenslander, they'd say State of Origin. Yeah, and that's would. fair. That's an interesting point because so we've got this you know, AFL, which is Aussie Rules footy, the national game. as It's huge in Melbourne. Yeah, Victoria. It's not massive in... New South Wales and Queensland. They're, They're more of a rugby, rugby league state. and rugby union states. Yeah. So put it this way. So in, in, in the AFL, there are like eight, teen, eight ten teams seven. in Victoria. Is there really ten teams in Victoria? Ten in Victoria. You've got two in uh, New South Wales, two, two in Brisbane, Brisbane two, two in Adelaide. Adelaide, two in Perth. None in Tassie. None in Tassie. Um, that's, a, that's 18, yeah? That's 18? Yeah. Um, so it is. It's a huge. The AFL did start as the VFL, the Victorian Football League, and actually, eventually it expanded into a national. Do you conference. want to have a quick history lesson, boys? Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm here for. Oh, welcome to a bit of a uh, Handsome Tom's history. Uh, <laughs> we need a little jingle. No, that's just the ABC news theme. Um, <laughs> so the AF, the football was originally founded by a fellow named Tom Wills, who was from Victoria, Melbourne, in the 1800s, and he wanted to keep. Cricketers fit in winter. Yeah, uh, he'd worked with indigenous communities, and they have a they had a game called Mangrook, Mangrook, uh, where they played with a possum skin. Yeah, uh, and he liked that game, and he liked rugby, so he just kind of fused them together and was like, "Off you go, boys, go play that game, stay fit in winter." Uh, the first game of AFL was played in the in Yarra Park, which is the park outside the MCG, the the big sporting ground there. Yep, um, between two Melbourne based private schools. Game went for like a day, and I think one goal was scored. <laughs> um, and that was the, the first game of footy. And they 
started off playing with a rugby ball. They eventually went to the smaller ball that we know and love today yep. because it was cheaper. It oh. is one size down from a rugby ball and it is slightly cheaper to make. <laughs> so that's how footy started. It was a way to keep cricketers healthy. So it started in Melbourne. It became a big Victorian thing uh, and then it's grown into, I don't want to be hyperbolic, but yep. it's grown into the greatest game in the world. <laughs> I would agree with that completely. Look, they say soccer is the world's game, but I feel like AFL is the world's game waiting to happen. It's the, it's the world's <laughs> game. It's... Do you know what it is? Soccer is um I'm gonna fuck this quote up, but I'm gonna try. Right. So soccer is is uh Is this a famous quote? No, or do you know what? A Tom original. AFL is the game the world deserves, but it's not the one they need right now. <laughs> right now they've got soccer. They need soccer. But eventually, eventually they'll get AFL and um it'll be better than Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> Does the world need AFL? Mate, the world the world needs and deserves us. Because there are teams who are trying to obviously push overseas. Uh, Port Adelaide and Gold Coast are trying to move into China. And that you know there's an international comp though. There is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. New, New Zealand and like Papua New Guinea the, and Fiji are really good at it yeah. because they're all close to Australia. <laughs> but, but then you have someone like the president of Hawthorne, Jeff Kennett, um, saying mm. that that's a waste of money and that it's an indigenous game. Hang on, is he game. the president again? He is again. Yeah, he's come back. They sacked. Why, um, would, why would they bring him back? He's the Kennet curse. Well, they brought him back. We're going to beat them every fucking time until he <laughs> retires again. Well, they hired a woman and they went, oh, this didn't work out. We better bring back Jeff. And so Jeff Kennett's back. And um, <laughs> we gave women opportunity. <laughs> Fuck. Stop. And every anytime a mic gets put in front of him, he talks about how great his relationship is with Clarko, the guy he tried to sack years ago. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's back. But he thinks it's a waste of money to try and. Uh, expand. He thinks it's an indigenous game. Why don't we focus? In particular, we haven't even won over New South Wales and Queensland, and we're trying to spend a lot of money and win over the world. Maybe we need to focus on Australia. Do you know why we haven't won over Queensland yet? Because mm. the two teams we put there fucking suck. Hey, come on, mate. One of them is my team. <laughs> yeah, nah, fair. Who I would never tip against. <laughs> have you ever? Oh, shit. If I have, I've felt such shame that I've like blocked it out. So I can't definitively say that I have. Let's just say that I haven't. Do you know what? The more I'm thinking about it, I reckon I've done it more than once. Oh, oh mate. Depends it, how keen you are on footy tips because you kind of, if you want to win. I reckon I've only done it in situations where I've been doing well and realized that if I tipped against them, I'd probably get a bit of a lead on. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing, though. The thing that helps me, though, is my team's quite been quite successful over the last few years. <laughs> I would have absolute faith in my team for probably the first two months of the season. So, by then. Till round 11. Well, till round 11 even, halfway through, I'm like, well, if, they, if they win 11 games, they might still sneak into the finals. <laughs> so, I'm halfway through the season and I'm probably at least 11 games back on the leader. So, I've fucked my footy tip season anyway. So, what's the point? I ask yeah, you fair, that. fair. It's not easy, guys. Well, yeah, Dusha, you kind of understand because your team's been sort of down. Well, my team's been times. up and then high. On drugs. I <laughs> hey, remember that time when like half your team was banned from playing? I do. I remember it, Tom, because it happened not that long oh, ago. Oh, no, it didn't. It was like two years it. ago. We heard about it for four straight years. It's still back in the news. Did you see it? Yeah, what's, what's happened now? Uh, Isn't Hurdy going to get a job at another at Freo? Freo? Freo have offered him a job. Channel 7 have offered him a job. This is the former coach of Essendon who sort of got... Did he get sacked? Did he... He kind of took the bullet for all of it. Yeah. Which is fair because he definitely load. He def- oh, no, he didn't load the gun, but he did point it. It was a slow fucking bullet. He like basically <laughs> sat in the coach. He got banned for 12 months, came back, sat in the box for nearly the entire year, and then was like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> Do you know what it was? It was, there was? There was a moment 
it was it was the moment he knew it was up for him was mm. when he had the full support of the players and the board. Yeah. Anytime you hear a coach talk about how they've got the full support of the playing group and the full support of the board, it's like, well, you won't have a job next Monday. <laughs> Vossi had the full support of the playing group and the board. No, nah, he didn't though. But no, but they said he Tommy, did. Tommy Rockliffe knifed him. Uh, Justin Lepich had the full support of the players and the board. He did. Guy McKenna didn't have the full support <laughs> no. of anyone. Again, we're getting really like into weird <laughs> detail for the first episode about this show. Um, it's going to be a bit like this. Sorry, folks. The, we don't. It's just Sean has so the, good. the look of a man who is not even even a little bit sorry. <laughs> I'm not. Um, just like sorry, just, listeners. Just cop it as it comes. <laughs> I just Have love Google already. I just love footy. What are you expecting from Geelong, mate? Yeah. So I guess just to talk about the teams that we go for. So I go for Geelong because I'm from Geelong. Interesting. Which is a small town. About an hour and a bit outside of Melbourne, we're the only uh, non small city. It's actually quite a. It's actually the second largest city in Victoria. Yeah. And so we've got a great little little team. Uh, we weren't successful for a number of years, and then we had a drought breaking. When were the, those? I can't remember them. I remember them in the in the nineties and two thousands when yeah. uh, we would lose badly, or we'd make grand finals and then get smashed. Yep. Yeah. So we won a series of premierships, so three flags, so three three grand finals in five years in sort of the early, late 2000s. Yep. It's fucking great. It was the first one, I think it was 07. 07, 09, 2011. The 07 one was great because it was against Port Adelaide. And we didn't just win, Sean. We broke the record for the highest ever winning margin in a grand final in AFL history. I had mixed emotions that day because- 144 I, points. <laughs> I despise Port Adelaide. I, I cannot stand them. So seeing them get smashed was fucking delicious. However- Good use of delicious. You want to- Watch a grand Bruce final. Would be proud. You want to watch a grand final that keeps you involved, and by like quarter time or halfway through the second quarter, it was like, nah, this is over. Now, do you know what helped me in that? Mm. Imagine Koshi. Yeah, but, I didn't, yeah, but he wasn't then, there then. Back no, then, I didn't true. know that Koshi. Probably didn't know that Koshi existed, <laughs> <laughs> and also I didn't know that he was a Port Adelaide man. But better than that, imagine Choco. <laughs> he was in the fucking box, just like choking on his tie. Yeah. <laughs> Hope he ate that fucking tie. <laughs> Sorry, take a breath, Sean. It's okay. Um, no, so, yeah, I'm a Geelong supporter. We've been pretty good. Uh, this year's going to be interesting. So, this year, we arguably have the best midfield on paper in the history. This is hyperbolic, but I'm saying that this Ooh. this midfield trio could be the best trio of players in one single team since your team's glory days. I would possibly counter with, and this one I'm going to suggest, I don't think is better on paper than your one. Yep. Or even on the field. But <laughs> Judd Cousins Kerr. Oh, you know what? That's pretty probably, good. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, Brisbane. Obviously. <clears throat> oh, wait, no. It was, you're forgetting there was a fourth part to that. It was Judd Cousins Kerr cocaine. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Crystal meth. Oh, yeah. Sorry, meth. Meth. My mistake. <laughs> this, is good. this is so good. This show is just like a roller coaster. <laughs> I like that we sat down and we're like, oh, what are we going to talk about for the first episode to get people oh, in? We're trying to keep it broad. And we've just dived in with like <laughs> really specific inside jokes. Um, just Google this shit. What tweet us? Like, we yeah. don't care. Yeah. So basically, the West Coast Eagles, they were all on meth. <laughs> they were a drug ravaged club. Even, still- in their, even in their premiership year. So that, there's a cloud uh, Ben there. Cousins won a Brownlow and a Premiership. And doesn't really remember and it. And doesn't remember it because he was so- Has he said that? Cooked. He doesn't yeah. yeah. Oh, man. He, he, I don't know about the Brownlow, but he definitely said he doesn't really remember the grand final. Kerr and he was, was cooked on- as well, right? Yep. Yeah. Kerr, I remember Kerr, watching Kerr went him. off. Kerr quit on his own and then just kept playing. But he, he, but he never had the same- Again, because the two other players that used to support him fucking walked out on him. I remember watching- He was one of my favorite players to watch. And I remember watching him. I think he came second in the Brownlow one year. 
yep. when he was like early 20s. And I was like, oh, he's going to win a Brownlow for sure. Like he's going to be an awesome player. And then he just fell off a cliff, like half that side. The issue was that they lost all their best players because yeah. drugs. How does – it's fascinating to me that Essendon, who had – their drug problems mm. would then hire John Worsfold, who coached West Coast throughout their drug problems. He maintained though that he didn't even re- he didn't know what was going on. Oh, that's that's a bad statement in itself. That you don't understand like a toxic culture in your own club when you're the, the head of that club. That was the big thing. A lot of people came out and were like, no one knew until it was public because Ben Cousins was such a good footballer mm. and was so talented that and, like you look at it and you're like. Was he good because he had the drugs or was he good because cause Crystal Meth ain't a performance enhancing drug? Well, that's it. He wasn't taking performance enhancers. So, no. it's then it's frustrating because it's like well, naturally you were so gifted. Imagine what you could have been if you weren't a fuckwit. Yeah. But then also like, I don't know, cocaine and meth, they would enhance your performance a little bit. Well, it, he had no fat on him. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> it also meant that like he could probably take a hit and like- shake it off a lot better than someone who's not cooked on the field would. Was drug testing not big back then? Not really, no. When did it kind of come in? Because now it's be- kind of like players can't do anything. Uh, be- <laughs> because of that. Yeah, because Unless of that. Unless you're certain players. Yeah. Don't, eat, don't say those on the- We're not going to be that <laughs> podcast, Sean. I won't be naming names. There are some <coughs> out there, though. I know. There, of course there are. There are, there are players. The thing about the illicit- um, No, you know what? You know what? I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole because then we're going to get into the whole war on drugs thing. And this isn't the show. <laughs> no. I'm a, I guess speaking of drug culture, Dusha, what are you expecting from Essendon this year? Uh, hopefully, if they could just go a season without taking any performance-enhancing drugs and getting kicked out of the AFL, I'd uh, really appreciate that. <laughs> um, How shattered were you? Because that year where the Did you know it was coming? Well, I, you kind of had to, right? I like. Oh, wait. All- do you mean at the start? No, no, I mean like about halfway through. Did you know there was like, we're going to get banned at some point? Well, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I was hoping that the players wouldn't cop it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I was not expecting our entire team to be removed from the AFL for 12 months. Mm. I thought that it was going to cause like- There's only 12 players. 12 of your best. <laughs> our 12 best players. Oh, no. Probably, probably like 10 of our best players. When did that ban kick in? So you had- It was a backdated so ban in part. In- initially- uh, the season that it kind of happened, it happened at the start of the year and then toward, at the end of the year, Essendon had qualified for the finals and then they kicked you out, right? Yep. yep. They basically, which, again, put it in such a grey area because didn't they just knock you down to ninth? Yes. But you, didn't, yeah, but, but you lost draft picks. picks. Yeah, we didn't get any draft, I didn't get so the draft he, picks. He, the, big thing, the big thing was though, and I come to this from a weird angle, is that so- Oh, wait, no, no. They didn't knock us down to ninth. They took all of our points off us. Yeah, they had no so points. just finished on the bottom. Yeah, and we were playing games where we- like, if we won a loss, it didn't matter. Do they count sure. it as a wooden spoon? No. It just was, like, disqualified. It's got basically. an asterisk. That ladder has an asterisk next so to it. It was just 17 teams. We've got year. a... um. So, in the... Uh, at at my work, which is a museum of sport, we have Joe. Uh, the story about Joe Watson winning the Brownlow Medal with an asterisk next to it because he won it in that year that they got yeah. done for. Um, well, that, isn't it? It's such a... Oh, it's a fucking real minefield, but it's like... If you're looking at the Brownlow, then shouldn't every game against Essendon, shouldn't the votes from those games just be stripped? Because they stripped Joe Watson of winning the medal and gave it to the next two guys that finished equal second. But shouldn't you go through every Essendon game and just be like, mm, if they're on performance-enhancing drugs, which the AFL are saying they were because they banned them, shouldn't they take that out? It's just such a- It's so fucked. There's or so because you're playing against a team where they're on all on performance-enhancing drugs, should those points be Doubled. doubled. <laughs> I, I'm for that. Joel Salad probably would have won a brown line. <laughs> it's, ju- oh, it's it's also like frustrating because like as an Essendon supporter, 
the whole thing with this drug is, especially if you're coming to this podcast, you have no idea what we're talking about. Thiamosin beta <laughs> something. But there's not the Essendon Football Club injected a drug that it wasn't like steroids or anything like that. It was basically like it was almost like like hyper vitamins, basically. It was an experimental it- vitamin supplement that they used in there was there was a there was possibilities that some of the components were used in horse training. Yeah. Yeah. For horses. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where the guy who was in charge of the, overseeing that program doesn't have any evidence. Bullshit. So, no, I don't have any evidence of that. Uh, this is Stephen Dank. I don't have any evidence of that. That wasn't, uh, yeah, I can't find any of those documents. And to this day, players are like, so what's going to happen to us 10 years from now? And the club are like, yeah, we don't know. That's why players left. Yeah. Ryder um, and Paddy Ryder left, yeah. Lovett Murray also is suing the club. Well, that's is- the thing that's brought it back into the news again. So, it's kind of- It must be infuriating for Essendon people because the season's about to start and it's back in the news. And it's because, uh, yeah, he's pursuing like a Freedom of Information Act basically against the club or the AFL. I think it's against the AFL, right? Yeah. Cause yeah. To release that information. Because he has a AFL- child that was born with- yeah. Yeah, a birth defect. Yeah, a birth defect. I can't remember and, what it and he, was. And he wants to know if that's because of what he was given. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, and then and then if it comes out that that's because that's what he was given, he will then sue the ever-loving shit out of the Essendon Football Club. Yes. It should just be a basic <laughs> human right. But then you see the AFL's response to it this week was like, well, if we're forced to do that, we will quit. We will sever ties with Asada. And they'll go to a private company who do drug testing and they won't be on the Asada thing anymore. Like, that's how far they're going. The <laughs> AFL. So, that makes you question how fucked is something in the paperwork so at the AFL in the, the process. This is the thing that, 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 they're this is the to, thing that, that yeah. fucks me up and this is getting way off topic, but I'll say this then we can get back to- Get back to Essendon and, and I'll say like three sentences. We'll be back in the drug saga. Yeah, yeah, again, yeah. yeah. That's just what it's like in the post-drug <laughs> saga Essendon supporters. It's like- Couple of sentences. Yeah, the drugs. Yeah, I know. I fucking know. <laughs> Joey Danaher never took drugs though, mate. Yeah, no, neither did Zaharakis. Scared of needles. Scared of needles. <laughs> I love that. I love that every, all of his teammates are suspended and he's like, nah, I don't like needles. <laughs> fucking gun. Brendan Goddard. <laughs> Brendan Goddard didn't take needles. Uh, didn't take any needles. Well, no, he wasn't at the club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that does. <laughs> I wish. A, lot, a lot of the players who were drafted after it didn't take any drugs, so <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Um, although I can't be too judgy because Geelong picked up Stuart Crammery in the offseason and he was banned as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for him. You shouldn't. I kind of think he's what you need, provided he can get out on the See, so here's the thing. Just sorry to get away from Essendon again to talk about my team. Mm. Uh, but here's the thing about Geelong, right? So people are like, there's a burning question. Who's going to support Tom Hawkins? Well, we have our answer. It's fucking Dan Menzel. He kicked four goals. He's the support act. We don't need another key forward. Uh, you do. Richmond won a grand final with one key forward and he's not even that good. The Bulldogs won a grand final the year before doing that stuff and then tried it again last year and it didn't work. These things don't always pan out. No, I know. You need something else. Hawkins- We do. His name is Patrick Dangerfield. You can play him fucking anywhere. And I said this to you last year. Geelong basically have three LeBron Jameses that we can put anywhere on the ground if they can get out on the park. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One of them will. <laughs> One of them might. One of them will. One of them will get concussed inside the first 10 seconds or his head will bleed because that's just what it is. Just Do you know he has so much scar tissue in his head that it just, he just has to tap and it bleeds? It's fucked, isn't it? <laughs> this is our captain for anyone who doesn't know, Joel Selwood, who's mm. just a hero. Uh was recently announced captain for this season, making him the longest-serving Geelong captain in the club's history, and we are the second oldest AFL club. Fascinated in by these internal leadership things at clubs because you you have like a players' vote generally, and yep. then that vote then goes to the coaching group, and then they sort of sign off on it. Yep. Who'd ever have the guts to kind of be like, oh, I'm going to run against Joel Selwood? Like, how does the process actually work? I'm I, I don't I don't know, know but you know, because the only people who would. Mm. Are the, probably the two vice captains. One of whom's Harry Taylor, who probably wouldn't. And the other one's Patrick Dangerfield, who, who Joel Selwood would be like, yeah, no, actually. <laughs> That's the thing. Oh, it's always interesting, isn't it? Because Dangerfield's such a good player. He's amazing. He'd be the captain of any other club in the AFL, probably. Yeah. Yep. And it's just like, he, he's not going to be a captain. No, which 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 is proves that he didn't go to Geelong to be captain. He went mm. to Geelong because he is from there. Unlike Gary Ablett going to Gold Coast for money and captaincy. And then just come back to Geelong yeah. to have that emotional. Premiership of 2018. Is it the greatest comeback in Us- the AFL? No. No, I've got a greater comeback. What's the greatest comeback? Fraser Garrick. <laughs> <laughs> Tony uh, Lockett. Tony Lockett. Back. No, no, Dermot Brereton when he went to Sydney or did he go to- Mal Michael at Essendon. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he go to Sydney? No, he retired from Brisbane because he's like, oh, I'm fed up with this game. Fuck it. And then Kevin Jeedy was like, come to Essendon. And he went, all right. <laughs> that annoyed me. Players yeah. players swapping teams annoys me. It's one of your pet peeves. It's a pet peeve. In fact, you like to call them. What do I call them? Traitorous cunts. Oh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> um, fuck, I can tell you a few. Anyone who leaves Brisbane. Dead to you? They are dead to me because. See, I don't feel that way about players you don't that jump, leave Geelong. No, because you're successful, motherfucker. You don't jump off a sinking ship. How do you, like, what do they want me to call them? And my club has poisoned its players, so, like, if people want to leave, <laughs> I get it. When, when people, when Paddy Ryder wanted to leave, like, I understand. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Look, Good I, luck. I wish I could leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm invested in this team far too much. I can't get out now. Uh, no, but it is interesting that I uh, I brand them traitorous cunts when I, in fact, haven't gone for Brisbane my entire life. You, Bought. in fact, are a... I am a traitorous cunt. Um, I used to go for Essendon. My boys. Um... Up until the drug saga. Back in the day, <laughs> back in the day when I was a young lad, I wasn't super keen on footy. I was just like, eh, you know. It's like the, the premiership they won in 1990. When oh, you no, like, the, the baby bombers. 93. No, see, like, you know, I watched it. I actually liked James Hurt. I used to watch him when he was on TV. Great I'm footballer. Like, Bad great. coach. Yeah. Great bloke. No. That's a great area. Uh, great. So, so what it is it? A, it's like a, it's like that, um, like, Yes, maybe, never. And it's like, great player, yes. Great bloke, maybe. Great coach, never. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. To, also hard to say because like, there's also that footy show incident with James Hurd where he called an umpire or said an umpire was bad at his job or something and that led to a whole 
thing. You got fined that? twenty grand for yeah. that. Yeah. You can't talk shit about umpires. Really that's can't. actually that's actually that brings us back to like the explanation of the AFL. So if you're still listening, you're not quite sure what the AFL is and rules and stuff like well that. Well done for still listening. <laughs> um so with like soccer and things like that, you can say whatever you want about the refs. I'm pretty sure. Especially rugby. Um oh no, you can be carted off for abusing a ref. You can but- be carted off, but like say like the coach comes out and is like the ref is a fuckhead, basically. Yeah. I don't think there's any ramifications. No, rugby as well. In rugby, the commentators even pile in on referees, and the coaches will constantly say, oh, the refs in rugby, they were, they were wrong. Even the umpiring in cricket gets questioned. Yeah, like we're talking mainly like press conference times yeah, here. Like yeah. after the game, coaches have to be on their best behavior because the AFL will just fine you. They'll give you like five grand straight up if you question the umpiring. Yeah. yeah there, was, there was that great uh, Neil Danaher. Back when he was, so he's Neil Danaher is a legend of the Essendon Footy Club, my boys, uh, but also was a coach of the Melbourne Footy Club. Um, very tragically, is suffering from motor neuro disease at the moment, but um, and forever because it's anyway. That's a weird. I'm stuck in this weird sad hole now. <laughs> uh, to get it back, so he used to do this thing where he, if he was interviewed about umpires, he would just drink. Yeah. So they'd have like Gatorade and water in front of him, and they'd be like. Oh, so some of the umpires just didn't go to your way, Neil, and he'd kind of just look at the journalist and just pick up his Gatorade bottle and take a quick sip and put it back down and go, yep, next question. <laughs> and that was basically his way of being like, I agree, but I can't say, because he did say something once, and I think he got fined like $10,000. $10, they look after the umpires, which, really is, which, is, which is good. Fair enough, because they you want need you to respect to... them. But people don't. It's a bit like ground. tennis. No, at the, at the ground. No. 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 And I, you know, <laughs> learned from my dad, who... <laughs> <laughs> Who used to be more into footy than he is now. Now he doesn't fucking remember any. He doesn't know any Brisbane players. Like, where's Brownie, who retired like five years ago? And my dad uh, doesn't try more than the, five, mate. Doesn't understand that the rules have changed either. So, like, something shitty will happen and he'll just crack the shits and he still calls the umpires white maggots. Yeah. Despite the fact that they white. haven't worn white for a, a, a several, <laughs> several yeah. years. Occasionally, like, you know, sometimes they're wearing like fluoro pink or something. My dad will get flustered. He'll start saying white maggot and then be like, nah, nah, John, be better than that. And he'll, stay, he'll just get like, he'll end up, oh, I don't know, be like, fucking grapefruit. My dad once got so angry at an umpire giving a bad decision at a game that he like lost his shit and just, just think called them like mangoes or just, just couldn't even comprehend. And then he had to sit down because he got dizzy. <laughs> but that brings me back, I guess, to I, I did go for Essendon until 1997, uh, which is the year Fitzroy Lions merged with the Brisbane Bears. Yep. Um, and I was starting to, people at school were into footy, like kids, mates at school. So I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind going to a few footy games. And dad would always take my older brother because they were Fitzroy guys. Uh, and then my dad basically was like, we're not going to two games a week. <laughs> we're going to the Brisbane games and that's it. And I was like, I guess I go for Brisbane now. And so I have since 97, which was an all right year. And then the next year we won the wooden spoon and then, which is rough at school. Yeah. Schoolyard's rough. You mm. get there on a Monday mm. and you get people just giving you shit. Can I tell you, you, can I tell you, while we're talking about that. <laughs> schoolyard bullying around footy teams. Yeah. So one of the worst days of my life, that's a big call. One of the worst days of when yeah. footy, when someone would have asked me that day, Tom Hagwood's footy, my answer would have been tears. <laughs> uh, I'll take you back to 2005. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to say two words to you, and you'll both understand. I'll have to elaborate, but I'll say two words to you, and those words are Nick and Davis. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Geelong was playing Sydney in a, in a semi-final. Your winner went on to the next round of finals, loser knocked out. MCG, Geelong are in front. Sydney needed three goals to win with a with not long left, about about five or eight minutes, eight to five minutes left, and it was a really tightly contested game. 
That's and almost Nick, the point where you think you have it in the back. And and it and it looked like we were we were doing really under pressure. It got into the last three minutes. Yeah, it's when you start booking flights. We had it in the bag. We're we're playing next week. We we're gonna be playing the finals. We we're probably gonna go grand final that year. And Nick Davis from Sydney kicked three goals in about three minutes. And the next day, so the next Monday I got to school. And not everyone in Geelong is a Geelong supporter. So in Geelong you're either a Geelong supporter or you fucking hate them. And a lot of my friends were not Geelong supporters. They fucking hated them. And they knew that I was a big Geelong supporter. And I got to school. And uh, I reckon I was like 14, 15. And uh, I had a locker key. And so that I'd not, I'd locked my keys in my locker once. So to avoid that, I give my spare key to my good mate at the time, Hayden. And, uh, oh, shout out to Hayden. Oh, Haydos. Haydos uh, got to school. And uh, someone had hilariously stuck the photo from the newspaper of Nick Davis celebrating his final goal on my locker. That hurt. But it was okay. I then opened my locker and it had been filled with every article about the game, yep. photocopies of the score <laughs> and pictures of Nick Davis and pictures of Cam Mooney crying, <laughs> who was a Geelong player at the time. Yep. And I'm not going to lie, Sean, I nearly quit school forever then. <laughs> Did you cry? No, no, no. It hurt though. I was a little angry. I was like, oh, I'm so betrayed. Yeah. And I mean, he was a Richmond supporter in the early 2000s. So like, what the fuck was he happy about? <laughs> yeah. In 2004, Brisbane made the grand final for the fourth year in a row. So we'd won the last three and I was, I was pretty up and about. We were on a school trip, so I couldn't watch the game. We are at some like national bird park or something in the <laughs> Northern Territory. And I had- uh, I had the sneaky headphones in. The teacher was giving me shit for it, but I was like, oh, fuck off. And uh, I'm listening to the game, and Byron Pickett kicks a goal in the last quarter that puts Port Adelaide up by 40 points, and I just walked off. <laughs> I just walked away, and I just like slowly took the earbuds out, the MP3 player, which we had back in the day, and I just dropped it into the dirt and just walked away. <laughs> Somewhere and- in a bird park in Northern Territory, nah, nah. there's is- there's a bloke who followed me, this good, uh, a great man named OG. Uh, shout out to OG. Um, he followed me, picked it up, and gave it to me, put his hand on my back and said, it's going to be right, mate. <laughs> Did you cry? Uh, oh, later, when no one was watching. Because <laughs> that hurt. I've, I've, to this day, I've still never watched that whole match. Um, coming back, so we're Spoilers, driving. you lose. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Byron Pickett wins best on ground. We were driving. <laughs> we were driving back. Kicks an amazing goal where he drops three blokes and then runs to 50. We were driving back to Melbourne through Adelaide. So we had to stop at like Rundle Mall. And I thought, I'm going to be fucking defiant. I'm going to walk down the street with my Brisbane flag, which I did. And people made fun of me. And then we somehow ended up in the AFL shop and they had a big screen and they were playing a replay. And I briefly watched Alistair Lynch try and murder <laughs> Lakeland. Same Lakeland. <laughs> and then um, I just walked out. And I've, I've, I've watched the first half of that game, but I've never watched the second half. Because we were still in it at halftime. You were. That was Port Adelaide's first premiership. I can't watch it. I'm a coward. I don't want to watch them lose. (laughs) Part of me thinks it never happened. Question. So if you don't want to watch your team lose, how do you go every year now that they're so bad? Well, it's tough. Um, I love footy to the extent that a bad result on the weekend affects my mood on a Monday, definitely. Yep. Uh, So I've been a cunt on Mondays for 15 years. (laughs) Can I say the best way to go is if your team if team loses on Sunday, you're in trouble. I find my team loses on a Friday night or a Saturday. I'm generally okay by Monday or Tuesday because I've had time to get over it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. When your team loses on a Thursday, and then you've still got Friday, you're like, yeah, what's this shit? Yeah. I I can go from being perfectly happy to checking the scores and seeing that my team's getting smashed, and my mood just plummets. And my girlfriend is not really into footy. 
she doesn't get it. And she'd be like, oh, come on, it's just a game. And I'm like, oh, no. No, it's <laughs> more, more than that. Yeah. See, I'm pretty good. My dad, so when we're growing up, my dad, if we were watching a game on a Sunday, you have your roast, like a Sunday roast, and sure. you get everything ready. And then if the, if Geelong then lost the game on that day, all of a sudden we'd just be having toasted sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Or just a bit of toast. Was that him just being too sad to commit to cooking the roast? Or was it like, you know what, I we reward so. ourselves when we win? No, I think it was, it was uh, just... Because my mum, to this day, still is like, oh, it ruins my whole week when they lose. Yeah. Do you know that when Geelong lose a game on a weekend, sales just in general in Geelong are down? When Geelong are doing well, people buy more stuff and have a better time. I can believe that. The town, the town runs on football. <laughs> is that why That's... Brisbane's a shithole? <laughs> yeah, it's why Gold Coast is a shithole. No, they've, yeah, they're a different proposition. <laughs> they are going to have a tough year. What do you mean? They won two preseason games in yeah, a row? Yeah, but they don't play a home game until fucking halfway through the season because of the Commonwealth Games. Oh, well, move the Commonwealth Games. <laughs> just just like that. <laughs> See, I, I felt so annoyed. They're like, oh, we worked real hard to get a game into Heartland of Queensland and, and they fucking get the Commonwealth Games and yeah. spoiler for everyone. Best case scenario, your team this year, what do they do? Premiership. Dusha? Oh, that's a tough one because, like, I, I don't know if we're going to touch on this this week, but uh, recently someone came out and predicted that the best Essen can do was also the Premiership. Yeah. Is that someone, David King? That someone is David King. A man known for making wild predictions or predictions after they've already happened, <laughs> backed up by information that's already taken place. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with David King in that the day before the Essendon article, he wrote a really positive one about Brisbane and how we're on the rise. So how are you going to win the flag? Yeah, so I love him. <laughs> and then the next day he writes Essendon to win the flag. And I'm like, yeah, fuck with <laughs> I think... Essendon's best case scenario is we can finish fourth. Mate, best case scenario, you can win the premiership. I mean, everyone's think you best. Can, well, I just- <laughs> Not everyone. <laughs> no. Gold Coast. Gold Coast supporters out there. I'm yeah. so Fremantle's best case scenario is that Nat Fife's still there. <laughs> Maybe not best case, but like if you're being quite optimistic, you think four. If I'm being optimistic, we finish in the top four. Yeah. I don't think that we will win the flag this year. If I'm being very optimistic- You make finals? We sneak into the finals. <laughs> but I do, do say you, this every year. Where do you think you'll finish? About 11th? Uh, well, see, that's perhaps a little hot. It's hard to say because Brisbane, you know. That's so much, like, they showed a lot of promise towards the end of last season. Definitely. They they performed really well on the back half of Less last injuries year. this year, too. Less injuries would be good because they've had a really fucking terrible run. So have Gold Coast. The two Queensland sides have had a terrible run for like five years with injuries. Also, the culture in the Gold Coast, they had one of their own players dealing cocaine to well, their other players. Their culture's <laughs> fucked and you'd think it'd be on the upward with a new coach in there who's come from Sydney who have such a tight culture. But we've got a coach, he's coming into his second year and he was at Hawthorne who culturally have been one of the better clubs up there with Geelong in the last decade. Yep. Um, so things off the field are pretty sound. We did have this run where players were just leaving. Every new player that we drafted, that would just be like after a year or two, be like, nah, fuck it. Now they're recommitting. Um, like Josh Shacky. Oh. Nah, Shacky's gone, but you know what? <laughs> fuck him. I don't have high hopes for his career. So piss off. Is it because he left? He's a traitor. It's coming. No, no, but we've got a lot of young guys who want to stick around. And um, I'm excited. <sighs> we won four games, I think, or five last year, five games. Did you win five games? Yeah. Four of them were in the back half of the year. Nah, you won that awesome one. In the back half of the year against Essendon. Sorry, dude. Yeah. I, I, I jumped. I was like, was it against Richmond? I was like, no, it was against the See, Bomber. so this year I would expect a couple more games like that where we come in as really heavy underdogs and like surprise a, a good team. I'll take um, that. I'll yeah. take it. 
<laughs> it'll, it'll be you guys. Now, let's be honest. It'll be Geelong. We'll front up and be like, oh, yeah, we'll beat these guys by 60 points and not even try. Halftime, Chris Scott's like, you're not running. It's like, yeah, it's Brisbane. They're winning. Yeah, but it's Brisbane. <laughs> my brother, my older brother, who was a Fitzroy tragic, and who knows what those years did to his brain. So maybe this <laughs> influences some of his predictions. But he has this theory where he's like, everyone's talking about Essendon this year as a premiership contender. Last year in the uh, – what did you lose the final by last year, Dusha, to Sydney? About 88 points? No, it was a bit less than that. It was like six. He's got some weird theory where he's like, right, so Essendon lost, you know, by 10, 11 goals, whatever it is, to Sydney. We played Sydney in the uh, in the preseason this year. We only lost by 50 points. So we're kind of, I don't know what the theory was, but we're within about six goals of Essendon and they're considered a premiership contender. So we should be considered a finals contender. That's his, like, that's his formula. And based based like, on a preseason game where there are no stakes. Game. And I'm like, you know what? I believe. <laughs> Brisbane could. Like- it was 121 plays 56. And uh, I remembered it better than that. And I wish I didn't look up the scores. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know kicked the first goal. Oh, he did. And then nothing happened. Yeah, you were so you excited when that happened. Yeah, I was. That was dip. Like, I've been. Hey. I had a terrible time in the first round of the finals too. I was at the fucking Richmond Geelong game and uh, they booed my team when they fucking <laughs> ran out onto the ground at Geelong's home fucking game and you couldn't hear our theme song being played. The boo was so loud. How is the son of God going to go returning this year, Gary Ablett? Amazing. How many games is like all of them? You think he can play every game? Play every game. Fucking hell, no, he won't. I'm going to say no, eight, he will. 18 max. No, he'll play all of them. I can play 15. He, okay, the only ones the best the only ones, the only ones, the, he, <laughs> the only ones he won't play, maybe a couple like Perth ones. You know what I love? So last year he played at Gold Coast and yep. he played 14 games. Uh, yep. And he won the best and fairest. By a long way. The best player. Yep. He'll play 14 games this year at Geelong and he'll come about 20. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, here's the thing, right? He won't play 14. I reckon he'll play all games except potentially maybe a West Coast or a Freo over in Perth because they don't want to. Make him travel that far. Sure. The reason I say this is he's had a history of some injuries. Yeah. Now, you do your injuries, you do your rehab. If you're happy in the team with the team that you're playing in and your team's going well and you like the town that you're living in and you, you want to play with this team, you are more likely to do that little bit of extra rehab. You're likely to do the extra sit-up, the extra step-up, the extra lap of the cold swimming pool on a yep. freezing, frosty Thursday no, morning. That's fair. That's a good point. He wanted to leave. He wanted to leave the Gold Coast a year earlier than he did. Yep. He tried to leave at the end of 2016. It didn't work. Yep. He's now left at the end of 2017. I guarantee you, he will play every game or close to it. Did you bring anyone else in, or did he chew up all the money? Sean. He got. He took a pay cut. It was very public that he was like, I, I, if still I'm going to Geelong, oh yeah, he'd still be up there. But he took a he took a substantial pay cut. Gold Coast offered him a lot more money. A Gold he, Coast paying off some of it. No, kind of like Melbourne, I would Jack Watts. No. No, nah, we're, we're taking the whole lot. His, his major thing was that he, a, he wanted to come home because of family reasons, but also because he wanted to come back to the uh, club where his dad was a fucking hero and where he is also a fucking hero. Yeah. I, I think he'll play every game. Fair enough. Including the uh, grand final and he'll win the Norm Smith. Oh, boy. He won't win the Norm Smith. That would be amazing, though. I, I don't think he'll win the Norm Smith. Do you know who, if we make the grand final and we win, do you know who I want to win the Norm Smith? Not Menzel. Danger. No, nah, not Menzel. Cock two. Selwood. No, no. Selwood. I reckon if we made it to a grand final, I'd love like a- Duncan. Like a Mitch Duncan to win the Norm Smith. All right. Getting very far ahead of yourself. Yeah. Dusha, what impact are you- In the grand final that we're not even at yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Essendon's going to make the grand final. Joe Danaher is going to kick six, and he'll get the Coleman. The, the Norm Smith. What and about, the, and he'll, win the the Coleman. Coleman. he'll win the Coleman. He'll win the Coleman. What about your new recruits? What impact? 
They did nothing in the pre. <laughs> in yeah. the pre-season. Saad, Saad played quite well. Stringer's got the best haircut in the AFL. Oh, he's, he shaved it he, <laughs> for the second game. He played one game with his shitty haircut and went, oh, fuck, everyone hates me. <laughs> shaved it off. Did you get more touches that game? No. I, you know, he kicked three goals. <laughs> oh, okay. That's all right. He was playing against Geelong. <laughs> I think Saad will be the pick of those guys. Yeah. David um, Smith actually had a pretty good preseason just quietly. Did he like, get injured? No. 20, 25 still, possessions both right. games. Stringer, I mean, if he, if it works. If Stringer can come stroke. in and kick like two or three goals a game, I'd be happy with yeah. that. Fuck, if you kick one to two every game, I'd be happy with that. A lot of the time, and it happened last season as well, Essendon sometimes just like really struggle to find someone to kick goals. Yeah. Like, we've got Joe Danaher, but if he's not on, sometimes he kicks like eight goals two. Sometimes he kicks two goals ten. And four out on the full. Yeah. When he's on, he's on. When he's off, he is off. So, yeah, it's, it would be nice to just have like a bit of support. I mean, I don't like the idea of him stealing goals from uh, Joe Danaher, but like if Joe's, Joe's not going to kick him anyway, it'd be nice to give him to someone else. Sham around. Yeah. <laughs> do you, how do you think your recruits stack up against Port Adelaide? You, you were probably the two clubs that sort of went after players. Oh, Essendon. Yeah. Think so? Yep. Watts, Motlop, Rockcliffe, and then a bunch of others at Port Adelaide. I, I'd take all three of Essendon's. Only one from Port Adelaide that I would have taken would be Motlop, who came from Geelong. I would have kept him. Yeah. Because even though he can have games where he does nothing, when he is on, there is not a player like him. Yeah. He's one of those players that when he's playing well, he wins, there is no, he yeah. wins a game. Yeah. Jack Watts will be lucky to get a game. No, I think I think Jack Watts will get games. I would be surprised if Motlop gets games at Port, purely because they've got about five players like him. And Jack Watts has already proved that he's going to be that half-forward midfielder. Well, he kicks six goals. Kicks six goals in a row. Motlop... Is not going to find the same level of patience at Port Adelaide that no. he had at Geelong. There's there's too many players similar to Motlop at Port too. Yeah, Rockliffe, I expect more of the same. Really, yeah, he's a good player without being the kind of player that will ever win really Brando. hurts you. No, so you know, not bad for a traitorous cunt. Brisbane picked up Hodgie and Charlie Cameron. Cameron's going to be great. Just Brisbane's getting really quick. Like the speed yes. in that club is. Fucking ridiculous. So that's going to be exciting this year. Hodges, I rate up there with Ablett in terms of the pickups. Yes. How important he's going to be for the club because yep. he's just going to be this on field coach who helps what was and has been for a while the shittest backline in the AFL. You've got, you've got one of the best up and coming backmans. We do, but in terms of how many points we leak every game. He's your next captain, surely. Andrews? Yes. 100%. You can lock that in. Done. I will. Probably. <laughs> Beams will do it for a few more years, and then, yeah, Harris Andrews will be ready. If his body holds up. How many games has Beams played this year? Uh, 22. Sorry, 25. (laughs) (laughs) And then he wins the Norm Smith. Hang on. Are you finishing in the top four or the bottom eight and losing the prelim? Wait, if we finish eighth and win through, is that 25? No. No, 26. He's going to play 26 games. (laughs) Uh, No, I'll give him a week off. He's going to have a week off at one point. He'll, he'll sit out the prelim. They'll be like, we don't need you. You rest up for the big dance. <laughs> Beamsy. <laughs> Beamsy. Go get another oh, tattoo, Oh, Jesus. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. I think we've... Have we answered how good footy is? I don't really know. I... Yes. It's going to take... You know what it's going to take, Sean? Mm. I think it's going to take an episode a week for the duration of the football season at least. <laughs> and then if we haven't quite decided, probably an episode a week during the final series. Yeah, yep, yep. Absolutely. And then probably another episode after that just then, to digest the season. Yeah, and then we'll, then we'll probably have to take a break. Yeah. And then if we still haven't got there, just do it all again next year. Yeah. <laughs> For um, as long as it takes. Before before we, we, we wrap this up, um, so we were talking earlier about tipping. Uh, so tipping is basically, for those who don't know, is picking which team 
you think is going to win which game over yeah. the course of... There are nine games every week. Nine games every week, uh, 22 rounds. You've got to pick the five. winners. You've got to pick the winners. So we've decided in the format that is appropriate to make a How Goods Footy tipping competition online for anyone listening to this podcast uh, to participate in. Uh, if you know a lot about footy, great. If you have a specific team that you love and want to tip every week, excellent. If you know fuck all, even better. Um, <laughs> Means we can come and swoop in. Yeah, victory. swoop in. So we're we're in the team too. We're in the we're in the comp as well. So, I would um, love it if someone who knows nothing about it fucking wins. Can I guarantee? I guarantee you, someone who knows nothing about it will. <laughs> the chances of that are pretty high, actually. Uh, so the especially if you win. Oh, <laughs> rude! Fuck you. So the the team it's it's a good joke name for the team. We're not going to explain the joke name over the course of the podcast. You might appreciate after round it. one because I uh, I'll probably be raving about it. True. So the name of the the competition is um, how good's McDonald tipping footy? <laughs> so good. So proud of ourselves. Um. So basically, it's it's all online. Uh, there's no pay sign up or anything there'll be a prize at the end maybe for who wins and there'll be a prize for the person who loses because fuck you yeah uh, well done North Melbourne um, <laughs> we can talk about them next week basically you just have to go uh, to the following website it's a little bit complicated because I made the name of the league so complicated but we'll, it'll be fine yeah uh, so it's www.footytips.com.au forward slash comps forward slash how underscore underscore good Dash S <laughs> underscore McDonald dash tipping dash footy dash. You know what? I'm going to make this easier for you, Tom, yep. and for all of our listeners okay. out there. We have a Twitter account <laughs> at How Goods Footy. So, How Good with an S footy, F double O T Y. I'm just going to pin the link to the top of our Twitter account. Okay. And we'll throw it on the facebook page and yep. we'll, we'll put it out there on social media uh if you can't find it you know you can find us on twitter at how goods footy or individually i'm at sidekick of dowie i'm at awkward trade and i'm at douche 13 there's also a password for the footy tipping comp because it's private so okay. only those who are listening to the show can enter the password is sans pants all lowercase one word s-a-n-s pants so like uh like the network of this podcast yep yeah, yeah, Sans Pants Radio. Yeah, but yeah. without the radio. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. Um, but yeah, if you've forgotten the password for any reason, tweet any of us. You can also tweet at Sans Pants Radio. There's a lot of Twitter accounts. Follow so them many. all. Follow them all. And, uh, uh, pick and a team, follow them. Yeah. Pick Geelong. Follow a great season. Brisbane Lions. Essendon mm. <laughs> Bombers uh, dealt with a lot of terrible things, and now they're just- It's like a phoenix. Reborn. <laughs> Gotta win a flag. <laughs> and on that note, I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And I've been Joel. Thanks, guys. 